Hello and welcome to CSG Podcast. It's been a while again. I know most of you are probably sick of hearing a solo Jeff voice, but I do promise that Nate Timmons and hopefully Ross Martin will be back the next time we have a CSG Podcast for you. Um, this, I, I suppose I owe you guys an explanation why we've been so sporadic. Um, I, I, as I said in our last podcast, it's life. Um, our schedules have not really been matching up, uh, and of course, as you all know, Ross Martin has been around the country uh, doing uh, basically on assignment for uh, uh, CSG Podcast, and uh, you know, hey, that, that takes a lot of work. But uh, Nate Timmons and myself have been uh, essentially busy, and it is hard to get our schedules to match, and uh, for that we apologize, and uh my attempt now is to make us a little more regular. Um, all of us enjoy doing these podcasts, and heck, we've done this for a long, long time. I believe this is now, we're going now on to, I believe in November it'll be seven years for CSG. And uh, we all really appreciate all of you who have been stayed with us and have been listening uh, throughout and uh, we, I hope that we can get a little more consistent going forward. That out of the way, thank you for joining me. Um, this is going to be kind of an interesting off-season, Nuggets off-season podcast. Um, I kind of, you know, I thought about writing a column about this on Mile High Sports, but I decided to kind of put this into perspective because this was more about my history. And... Specifically, Denver Stiffs. Now, I don't know if any of you who listen to this remember the old Denver Stiffs. Um, it, it it was a different place. It was very. It was it was more bloggy. Um, the Denver Stiffs of today, run by Adam Mares, is significantly better. Uh, it is definitely more solid. Definitely uh, a place that I think a lot of people should rightly go to for actual news gathering and analysis. Um, the Denver Stiffs of 2011 was kind of like more in the way you picture blogs back in the day, where it was rogue journalism. It was, uh, even though we were supported by... Uh, by, uh, well, see, look, so my history with Denver Stiffs goes back to 2008 uh, as a commenter on uh, uh, both FireGeorgeCarl.com and Pickaxe and Roll. And I started writing uh, fan columns on Pickaxe and Roll in 2009, early 2009, and maybe late 2008. And then I was picked up as a writer later. 2009, I think. Sometime in 2009? I don't remember. Anyway, long time ago. But when we were doing, and we first did this uh, this this blog, it was a, things were different. Okay, things were a lot more hot takey. You did things to get noticed. You didn't think about consequences of what you write. Uh, it essentially was a place where you could just spout off. Not that we really tried to do. I mean, uh, Nate, Andy, and I held ourselves to some, a, a fairly rigid journalistic ethics. Um, Nate is a journalism 
uh, was a journalism major. Uh, Andy worked in media since the mid-90s. And my father uh, worked at the Rocky Mountain News uh, for 32 years. All all three of us had a background that we really kind of kept ourselves to. But we all understood that it was a blog. And that's the way it was. And the reason I kind of set up this whole thing right now is <laughs> I had a random memory of something I had written seven years ago, April of 2011. And it was on stiffs, and it was when the, it was post-mellow trade. So kind of think back about to, you know, get in the Wayback Machine and, and think about that time. Um, the Nuggets traded Mellow. They got a whole bunch of pieces that kind of fit around. Uh, George Carl actually made work. And the Nuggets, I believe, went 19-5 and five after Mellow was uh, traded. Or 18-5 and, fi- and five after Mellow was traded. And they ended up with a 50-32 and 32 record. Which was remarkable, considering they lost both Carmelo Anthony and Chauncey Billups. Um, it could be the the... That entire season, you could argue, I mean, George Carl won Coach of the Year in uh, 2013, the 12-13 season. You could argue that the best coaching job George Carl ever did was holding that team together while Mello was here in the 2010-2011 season and making a, stitching a team together that was left over after Mello and making them into a winning team after that was remarkable. Um, the best coaching job George ever did. Well, the Nuggets met the on-the-rise Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, it was an interesting, it was a rivals, it was a rivals series. Not really rivals, but, you know, division, division opponent series. The Nuggets were the underdogs. They I believe that year they were the fifth seed, and Oklahoma City was the fourth seed. Once again, remarkable that the Nuggets were able to be the fifth seed in the Western Conference at that time. And what happened was the Nuggets played game one against the <coughs> against the Thunder, and everyone remembers at the end of the game, there was a, I believe it was a, off, at the time they called it offensive goaltending, call, um, that wasn't called. Uh, it should have been uh, on Kendrick Perkins on a Kenyon Martin shot that, uh, you know, basically would cost the Nuggets the game. <coughs> Pardon my coughing. And what that did was it kind of, the Nuggets should have won game one. And everyone's emotions were high the next day. Well, it was my job because Nate, Andy, and I went in rotation. Uh, it was my job the next day to write uh, what we used to call Golden Nuggets. Uh, it was a column that we would throw together, links around the NBA, links that have to do with the Nuggets, put them all together, and you know, set them out there for everyone. And uh, that's what blogs do. We aggregate. And... Uh, <laughs> I wrote something called Golden Nuggets, and the title of it, the actual piece, was called Positives, which is an interesting title for this thing. But I had a random memory of this, and the only reason I remember this, and I believe we, 
I spoke about this. If you go way back in the CSG archives, I talked about this in like 2012, early 2012. The circumstances of what happened with this uh, this podcast, or no, excuse me, uh, this article I wrote. In it, I basically said the the thunder came out arrogant in there in the and I used the word arrogant uh, <laughs> in game one. Expected the Nuggets to roll over, which if you look back on that game, that's what they did. They were playing very casual. Um, they kind of it was it was not a thunder game that you would expect them to have won because they played. Outside of Durant and Westbrook, not very good. Um, the Nuggets should have won the game. They missed 12-3 free throws. Um, you know, it's just one of those games in the Nuggets history where you it doesn't really stand out because that season was such chaos and it's remembered for the mellow trade. But the Nuggets should have won that game and should have won game three and they won game four. They had a tremendous, huge impact uh, come back in Game Three, and uh, J.R. Smith was hot as a firecracker. Anyway, that's how that series went. But it's a footnote in Nuggets history. It's not one of those things that really stand out. Well, Game One, in between Game One and Game Two, I wrote this column, and I said the the Thunder were arrogant. Their fans were annoying. Um, <laughs> I, and then I made the mistake of comparing Kevin Durant to Reggie Miller. Which okay, let's go back. Let's go back in time. This is 2011. Kevin Durant wasn't what he became known as then. He was on the rise player who was playing fantastic, um, and you could tell that he his future in the NBA was tremendous. Um, but he wasn't what he is now. And I said he was um, a taller version of Reggie Miller. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, and it's one of those things in hindsight that you look back at and you think, why did I, why did I say that? Why did you? But it was, uh, I was doing it from the perspective of a Nuggets fan, and I believe I let that get to me, which, you know, listen, fans are fans. We all see Twitter. We all see comment sections. It's, it, it is what it is. You say, you say stuff. And... <laughs> It's not something that I am tremendously proud of. I, I the only reason it stands out to me in the hundreds of things that I have written is because of what happened next. Um, good old Royce Young, of uh, who was writing writing then for Daily Thunder, uh, which was a True Hoop Network uh, blog. Uh, old ESPN, back in the bygone days of True Hoop Network, uh, those of you who remember Round Ball Mining Company, uh, which was started by former pickaxe and roll uh, lead guy uh, Jeremy Wagner, uh, was on True Hoop Network. And Daily Thunder, remarkably, was a bigger site than uh, Welcome to Loud City. So they kind they they they, they picked it up, and then Royce got it to Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Durant tweeted out that uh, me, I, Jeff Morton, was a salty idiot. And it was one of the more funny things. I, 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 I remember getting a tremendous laugh out of Durant, who back then, this is before Burner, 
This is before burner accounts and all that shit. This is before all that stuff about him being so sensitive. This was back when Kevin Durant was the anti-Mello. He was the, the nice guy. And him calling me salty, a salty idiot, was funny. I thought it was hysterical. And I, and I sent him a tweet at the time saying, uh, thank you for reading my column. And he deleted the tweet, I believe, because I, 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 uh, uh, Harrison Wynn from BSN Denver, uh, he and I were talking about this today, and I said, look for it right then, and he deleted it. But if you go in the comment section of Golden Nuggets Positives from April 2011, uh, you'll see the tweet and the reference there. Um, <laughs> so, which was all great. I thought that was tremendous. And then I start getting hate emails from people in Oklahoma. Um, not only hate emails, just disturbing hate emails that really shook me up. Um... It's not something that I, it's, it's burned into my brain because it's not something that I, it's not something that I will ever really, you can't forget some of the things that were said to me, even though they were fans, it was, it was not great. It actually scared me. And uh, one guy said, you know, you better not show your face in Oklahoma. And I'm like, like you know, I never responded to anyone, but the back of my mind is why would I ever go? You know, and it was just, it, it was one of those situations where I, if I look back on it, you know, if you, you guys know the Jeff Morton of 2018, none of you probably remember the Jeff Morton of 2011. And that version of me, specifically in April of 2011, which was my third year covering the Nuggets, um, I was a lot different and I was a lot more fan. And I succumbed to my urge to write a fanny kind of uh, thing. So I get all this crap, and it really shook me up. I, I just, it, it just, I wasn't expecting that, you know, and I should have. Well, I was thinking about that, and was, I, I, how you, if you're, any of you have been in doing this as long as Nate Timmons and myself. Andy Feinstein have. I mean, Andy has wrote some hot take articles. Uh, Andy was, Andrew, Andrew Feinstein was, you know, he's my good friend, but he wrote some articles that, I mean, he wrote, during the Mellow Trade uh, saga, he wrote uh, an open letter to Carmelo Anthony, which totally bashed him. Just completely. It was one of the most excoriating uh, columns Andy's ever written, and Andy wrote a lot of them. And Mello retweeted it because he thought it was it was complimentary to him. <laughs> he hadn't actually read it, read the thing. And then uh, he, I think he, someone from his team probably either told him or he got, finally got around to reading it, and then he deleted it. But it was just, it was one of those things. Well, you look back in history now, and can, can you think of me, Jeff Morton, 2018? Writing a hot take column. No, of course you don't. I write about Nuggets history. I write articles that are bemoaning how the Nuggets run certain philosophies. I am a devoted, as a, as you all know, a devoted Nuggets fan since about 1988. 87, 88. And that sort of thing 
wasn't is not something that is associated with me now. I look back on a lot of things that I wrote, and I, I can't read them. The first ever column I wrote for Denver Stiffs was so bad, and I, I've told this story many times. It was so bad that Andy, because it wasn't bad because it was poorly written. It was bad because I, I at the time, I had a lot of connections to the Nuggets front office, um, and I was talking about stuff that I knew. But I couldn't print it like that. And there was a lot of stuff that was in there that Andy uh, came back to me. And he's like, God, Jeff, I can't, I, we can't publish this column. <laughs> I said, there's no way. He said, could you re-edit this and take out all these things that you said here? Because we can't go back and reference these in, in available media. We can't do that as a blog. Which, there's another thing that times have changed. Um not only do I have a tremendous amount of sources sourcing in articles, but I have um, uh, just my own connections that are far greater than they were in 2000, you know, when I first called and I wrote for Denver Sis back in 2010, 2009, 2010. Um, so obviously I've advanced far beyond that. I would never write anything like what I wrote back then, but it's fun. And, you know, it, it, those of you who are around uh, in the old days with Stiffs will understand that the evolution of media, specifically the acceptance of blogs, has it's, it's just come so far. It's come so far. Nate, Andy, and I were only able to take Denver Stiffs to a, just so far. All the, three, the three of us are older than most of the people who blog. Um, we are not blog generation people. We are guys who ended up blogging because that's what we wanted to do. And it was a it was something that we did not thinking that we would become regular accepted media. And that happened through a lot of tremendously hard work on our part and then we were able to achieve that completely in 2012. But it wasn't available. In fact, the Nuggets, Nuggets hated us because we were associated with Andy uh, and FireGeorgeCarl.com. So that obviously was uh, a huge mountain to overcome. But we didn't get into it thinking that we would be part of accepted media, and we are. And I'm the last one of the three of us standing in a media and it's weird to look back on, and then you look, you know, if I was going to send out an example of my own work, I would never send that article. You know, as funny as I find KD calling me a salty idiot to be, um, I just don't have, I, I, can't, I can't look at that now and think, yeah, yeah I mean, but, okay. What I would say is, if I was ever going to show that column to someone, I would say this is an example of the blogs the way they used to be. And maybe some still are. But it's the, the, an example of blogs being very bloggy. And the reason, that's the very reason, uh, blog outlets were not taken seriously because it was too personal, too invective-filled, and it was just not something that you can do as someone who covers a team. But it's funny. 
and I and I find it hysterical right now outside of the uh, vile emails I got from people from Oklahoma. It was it was one of the. I, I mean, listen, I did a I did a podcast with people from Daily Thunder. I was interviewed on Oklahoma City Radio. Uh, it was all because of that column, and it was all because KD picked on a picked up on it and called me a salty idiot. Now. If you ask me what I think of Royce Young for doing that to me, that's another subject. But some of the tangential stuff that happened was actually pretty cool. And for someone who never thought that he was going to be part of any sort of general media, it was actually it was actually a thrilling moment. You know, we had no prayer into April of 2011 of being accepted as the a media outlet for the Denver Nuggets. No prayer. We didn't even, I mean, let's, let's face it, Nate, we, all of us in Denver owe Nate Timmons, uh, my, my friend. And I, don't, and I don't say that just because Nate is my friend. All of us do owe Nate a tremendous amount of thanks for working as hard as he did to make us acceptable. You know, everyone in the media, uh, blogging community, acceptable. Because Nate, Nate was a serious guy. And if you know, if, if any of you know, you know Nate from this podcast. Nate's not a quote-unquote serious guy. But he was serious about what he did. And uh, Nate showed me a lot. Andy showed me a lot. And going forward, I believe what we did in, in establishing the foundation at Denver Stiffs, we can now move forward and, and think, well, we've played a small very small part in making blogging acceptable. And I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of that despite me writing a, a hot take column in 2011 about Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the funny thing is the Nuggets were blown out this game two. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> they believe they were blown out game two. Like I said, they came back. They were they were down by a lot in Game Three, and Jr. got hot, and they uh, had a three pointer to win at the end, and they uh, Jr. missed. And Game Four, they won thanks to uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, you know, Danilo wasn't fantastic uh, with the Nuggets in the playoffs. In fact, his playoff statistics are awful for the Nuggets. But he had one game. It's where he and he and Durant went toe to toe. And uh, Gallo had uh, 20 points all in the second half. And uh, the Nuggets beat the uh, Thunder. And then the Nuggets came really close to beating the Thunder in Game 5. Um, they had, th- of, the game, outside of the games they lost, three of them, of the four games they lost, three of them, the Nuggets could have, and two of them they should have won. Uh, game 5, they let slip away from them. Um, they had it. They were up by like 12 with like five, six minutes left in the game and just just lost the lead. And, ah, man, anyway, memories. Okay, uh, thank you all for going with me on this little journey. Um, this, there was, this wasn't any other point than other than me talking about just, just reminiscing. Um, it was kind of fun for me to kind of remember that column. And then when I, like I said, when I looked at it today, I was just like, holy crap, this is the worst thing I've ever written. But it's fun. And it's, it was it's kind of fun to be reminded of the old blogging days. So anyway, 
thank you all for joining me. And like I said, next podcast, Nate will be here. Um, hopefully Ross. And uh, we'll have the full complement of, uh, of uh, CSG like you all know and love. Thanks all for joining me. Goodbye.